morning. It's Wednesday, October 18th, National Chocolate Cupcake Day. So here's the thing. I'll be honest, it's not for me. Chocolate is not my favorite flavor. But you know what sounds so good right now? A Black Forest Cupcake. That I can get on board with. That's what we're going to call today. What a weird way to start the show. And now the news. As we do, we start with the Israel-Hamas war, where at least 500 people have been killed after an Israeli airstrike on a hospital in central Gaza, where some displaced Gazans were taking shelter. Hamas blames Israel. The Israel Defense Forces blamed Hamas, saying that, quote, a barrage of rockets was passing near the hospital. But at the end of the day, it's 500 people that were killed. Hours after the bombing, Jordan's foreign minister announced that the country will not host the United States, Jordanian, Egyptian, Palestinian summit that Biden and others were meant to attend this week. Jordan's foreign minister said the reason for that is, quote, the summit must be held at a time when there is a decision to stop this war, while Jordan's king called the Gaza hospital attack, quote, an undeniable war crime. Biden is still headed for Israel. He is on his way as of this recording and will probably be there by the time you hear this, but he will not stop in Jordan afterwards. This is the president's second visit to an active war zone during his presidency, which I point out because if you listen to the Republicans, Joe Biden has never seen the outside world. He's never once left the White House. So that's um, untrue. And of course, the Israel-Hamas war is not the only very serious war taking place right now. There is still a war in Ukraine. On Tuesday, Ukraine claimed that it destroyed nine Russian helicopters, as well as military equipment, an air defense system, and ammunition warehouses at two different airfields in Russian-occupied regions in eastern and southern Ukraine. This thanks to the longer-range ballistic missiles that the United States gave them. Monday marked the 600th day of this war. And while Russia continues to fight in the country, Ukraine still stands. This is an absolutely incredible feat that 600 days ago seemed almost impossible to fathom. And then, of course, here in America, we've still got no Speaker of the House. On Tuesday, certain that he had the votes, Jim Jordan took the vote to the floor and that dude failed so hard. 20, 2-0, 20 Republicans voted ew. Now, they actually voted no, but in my head, they said ew. I mean, that's what I think of when I think about him, just ugh. Jim Jordan got 200 votes. You know who got more? You know who once again united their entire party behind them? Who got every single member of their party to go to the House of Representatives and vote in one specific manner? Yeah, Hakeem Jeffries, 212 baby, make him speaker. No, seriously, someone please make him speaker. Listen, here's the thing. First of all, Jim Jordan is a bad dude, full stop. People that help cover up the sexual abuse of more than 150 survivors are factually terrible human beings. He's also an ineffectual leader. He has never, not once, ever had a bill passed in the 16 years that he has been in office. So he is pointless. But you know what else he is? He is an election denier. He literally just on Tuesday, 
October 17th, 2023, could not admit that Biden won the 2020 election. He's an election denier who played a very big part of January 6th. He is an insurrectionist. And that is who the Republicans put up as their choice for speaker. And who knows how this all turns out, but the fact that only 20 Republicans said no to someone who played a part in the insurrection is abhorrent. People died. These House members that are saying yes to Jim Jordan are the same House members that had to be rushed to safety because of an act that Jim Jordan helped plan with Donald Trump. He is an insurrectionist. And this is who the GOP has decided is going to be their leader. This is who they want to rally behind. To quote Liz Cheney, if Jordan were to become speaker, quote, there would no longer be any possible way to argue that a group of elected Republicans could be counted on to defend the Constitution. Meanwhile, because they lack the ability for self-reflection, McCarthy continued to blame Democrats for the way the vote went down today. Dude! You put a sexual assault enabling insurrectionist up. Sorry, but the minority party is not responsible for getting your feckless bing bong over the finish line. You guys are the one that decided, yeah, no, we just, I don't know, like the vibe is that we can probably get the votes. If you don't have the votes, don't vote. Come on. Just like with McCarthy, this is your first test of being speaker. Can you become the speaker? And when you so firmly cannot, when 20 people vote against you, but you still think like, hmm. I don't know, the mood is that we want to take it to the floor and like be so silly and do a vote anyway, just in case. You're going you're gonna to be a terrible speaker. You're a bad person and also you're going to be a terrible speaker. So we'll see. Hey, whew, none of that was scripted. I just got really mad really fast. Think about the cupcakes. Think about the cupcakes. Another vote is expected today. So we'll see how angry I get then. On Tuesday, New Mexico special prosecutors announced that within the next two months, they will present to a grand jury a case that they believe shows Alec Baldwin was at fault for the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the Rust set. As a reminder, Baldwin was holding the gun that shot and killed Hutchins, though he says he didn't pull the trigger. It just shot on its own. Earlier this year, involuntary manslaughter charges were dropped against him after prosecutors said that they couldn't, quote, proceed under the current time constraints and on the facts and evidence turned over by law enforcement in its existing form. However, in their statement on Tuesday, the prosecutors noted, quote, additional facts that they believe shows Baldwin's culpability. And that's it. That's the news. I'm really sorry about the rant I went on, but I stand by it. I'm proud of cupcakes. They're versatile. They have cute little skirts. I have decided just now in this moment that the cupcake liners are going to be called their skirts. Um, so they've got cute skirts. You can make them into sandwiches. You know what they are? They're fun. They're just fun. But more than that, more than cupcakes, if you can believe it, which I hope you can, because you are also fun. I'm proud of you.